Well, good morning. My name is Stephen Shoup. I am a youth member here at Stony Brook. Um, and I'd like to thank you guys for having me this morning. Um, but first, I would like to say Happy Mother's Day um, to all the mothers out there and a special Happy Mother's Day to my mom. Um, thank you for everything you do and the sacrifices you make for me. Um, and all of the women that are role models um, to myself and to others, Happy Mother's Day to you too. And then congratulations to um, everyone graduating, whether it's from high school, college, grad school, trade school, um, or, or whatever it may be. Um, we know how much hard work goes into that and we want to recognize you and all the hard work that has gone um, into that. So what I'm going to talk about today um, can be applied towards um, everyone graduating um, and every single point in life um, beyond this point in your life. Um, after reading the scripture, and um, while I'm talking to you, I want you to think about a saying that I heard a while ago. There is no coincidence, rather a God incident. There is no coincidence, but rather a God incident. So two years ago, it was a Tuesday night at 8 o'clock, and I was in the fine dining establishment of Taco Bell. Jacob, my twin brother, and I had just finished baseball, and we were going um, to dinner with Grace Varney and Grace Baker, um, who are also youth members here at Stony Brook. On the past weekend, Jacob and I had just gone on a retreat that was held here at the church called Chrysalis. The Graces had encouraged us to attend, and we were having dinner to talk about what we experienced that weekend. So after we order our food, one of the workers walked up and asked if I could see if I had a wrench that would fit for her flat tire. Sure enough, I hopped right up, went outside, um, and the mom van that I was driving had a wrench that fit her tire perfectly. I volunteered to take off the bolts, um, but she rejected my offer and she got down and started cranking away. After time went on, we got to talking and she talked about her kids and how she had to pick them up and how she was working two jobs just to make ends meet. Both of the Graces and Jacob made their way out to join me. Grace Baker had texted her mom, Nikki, and she was on her way too. Grace said I should ask again, and when I did, Jenny, the worker, had no response. So I said, I'll take that as a yes. And I started tightening the bolts on the spare tire that we had just replaced with the flat. We finally finished, and at that point, unaware of my knowledge, Nikki was in the parking lot. And when we were saying our goodbyes, I asked if we could pray. So it was a Tuesday night at eight o'clock in complete darkness in the Taco Bell parking lot, and we got to pray for a complete stranger. There is no coincidence, rather a God incident. But if we back up even farther, that retreat that we had gone on helped my faith grow even stronger. The retreat takes participants through an experience of a butterfly. As they start as a caterpillar, and they grow and turn into a butterfly. Their treat helped my faith grow even stronger and gave me the confidence to share my faith with whoever and wherever I went. There is no such thing as a coincidence, rather a God incident. But if we go even farther, the church and the youth group had just finished the series Unbinding Your Heart. 
This was a book about prayer and growing strong and confident in your prayer life. My prayer partner just so happened to be Grace Baker. We called every single day to do the activities in the book and pray out loud together. Every single day, my prayer life had gotten stronger and I was more confident praying out loud. Without this, I'm not sure if I would have asked Jenny if we could pray for her and everything that she does. There's no such thing as a coincidence, rather a God incident. Only God can do that. Only God can give us the tools, the confidence, the knowledge, and the opportunity to spread his word. We are on God's time, and he will put us in situations that we can handle. To all of those seniors or the graduates, there will be new opportunities and situations that will be thrown at you. But know that God has got it and has given you the knowledge, experience, and lined up events according to his plan. We see in our Bible story, Jesus calms the storm. And the disciples were going through the storm and Jesus was there to save them. Everything fell into place and he was there to help them. But let's start at the beginning of that story. We first see Jesus praying, and we skip over this, the more exciting part. But we can learn from this. Jesus was the Son of God, yet when he came down to earth, we read that he continuously tries to strengthen his faith and relationship with his Father. And that brings us then to the disciples. And they surprise me every time that they're in the Bible. First, they drop everything to follow him, and then the next second, they seem to have no faith. But then Jesus performs a miracle, and they have faith again, and the cycle begins from the start. They see what Jesus does firsthand, yet they fall into the traps of being human, and they have doubt. Verse 31, Jesus asked, why did you doubt me? We read a few weeks ago about Thomas and how he doubted. We see Peter deny Jesus and Judas turn him over. But that proves that they are human and they are full of doubt and fears. But Jesus still invites them to his table, gives them forgiveness, loves them, calls them his friend, and shares communion with them. Now going on in the, in the story, the disciples are on a boat. And there was a storm with huge waves and strong winds. And the disciples see what they think is a ghost. But Jesus calls out to them, don't be afraid. Take courage. I am here. And sometimes we stop there. This is such a powerful story already. As we know that our God is powerful and he can do all things. That Jesus can heal the sick and make the blind see and walk on water. But there's more to the story. Yet they still don't believe it's really him. So Peter calls out and says, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you, walking on the water. Peter walks on the water and he's doing great, but then verse 30, but when he saw the strong winds and waves, he was terrified and began to sink. For every person, those winds, waves, and that storm is different. They make us sink and bring us farther away from God. And if you are a graduate, there will be strong winds and waves every which way in this new 
exciting, unknown time, but that's okay. Because as we see with the disciples, we have a God that forgives and loves us no matter what. For some of us, that storm is temptation. A few weeks ago, I got to listen, or a few months ago, sorry, I got to listen to the Browns chaplain talk in my uncle's church. This guy is living the absolute dream. He hangs around NFL players and tells them about Jesus. But he came to talk to a group of men about temptation. He compared it to the show, Let's Make a Deal. What's behind that door? What I have is okay, but it's kind of getting boring. It's getting old. But the thrill of looking behind that door, even just a peek, it gets people every time. But then he said, everything that lives needs to eat and everything that is healthy needs to grow. Everything living needs to eat and everything that is healthy needs to grow. We need our faith to eat. It needs the word. John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. We need the word and we need to read it and evaluate it for what it's teaching us and how we can apply it to our lives. We are the only species on the earth that has this ability. We are left with a handbook and footsteps to follow in. But we also need to be healthy. In order to be healthy, we need to grow. And when our faith is growing, it is more attractive than anything the devil can throw at us or tempt us with. Or the waves, as I mentioned earlier, could be doubt. But I don't think that, bout, that doubt is always such a bad thing. I heard a saying when I was on that retreat on Chrysalis, doubt is faith seeking understanding. Doubt is faith seeking understanding. Doubt is when we want to know more. These disciples wanted to experience for themselves and they wanted to grow. Their faith was seeking understanding. But it's what we do with that doubt. We can either let it consume us and look the devil in the eye and say, you're right, I can't find an answer and I don't want to think about the questions that I have. Or like the disciples, we can say we want to know more. We want our faith to be stronger. We want to find answers to our questions. We want our faith to be healthy so that, as I said earlier, it can grow. But still the story is not done. We will, we will all be in the middle of a storm. Everyone has gone through it, will go through it, and we are going through a huge storm right now. But we read in verse 31, Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have such little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? Jesus immediately reached out and saved Peter. And that is the good news. No matter what storm we are going through, Jesus is there to save us. 
He died on the cross for our sins, but that's not all. He walks beside us and guides us. Whether you're a graduate or a mother or whatever stage in your life, Jesus is walking beside you and guiding you. We are on his time and we don't have to worry because he is right there. It's not a coincidence that Jesus walked on the water to the disciples. It is a God incident. So two summers ago, um, I went on our church's ASP trip, and it was on my third trip, and they're different every single summer. It's full of different experiences every year, but they create memories that last a lifetime. I experienced my own God incident. So it was Friday, it was the last day of the work week, and we had just finished lunch, and we were on our way back to the house. And there are these two kids sitting on the front porch. And we'd never seen them um, before in the week. Um, and they just watched us work for a while. But when we took a break, one of the team members, Meredith and I, gave them each a Mountain Dew and a Popsicle. They started to open up and we talked, and I talked to them about sports. And so we found a kickball in the front yard and set up goals using my boots and our extra water bottles and we had so much fun. But it was time for us to get back to work, and they went back on the porch to watch us work. And we, then we heard a sound coming from the backyard, and we went to investigate. And the youngest kid was hitting a tree with a five-foot metal rod. And we tried everything. We tried to distract him. We tried to give him other things he could do to stop. But he was persistent. So I had an idea, and I went to get the kickball, um, and we went to the backyard, and I threw it to him. He said he really liked baseball, but he never played. So we were in the backyard, and I was throwing the ball to him, and he missed almost every single time. He'd take the biggest swing ever, miss, and spin in a circle, but the smile on his face was ginormous. So after we played a while, and we were in the hot sun, he asked for another Mountain Dew, so we went to go get one on the porch. He turned and looked at me and he said, thanks, I've never had anyone to throw a baseball to me before. So this year, my senior season of baseball was taken away from me. This has meant, this was maybe be the last season that I would ever play. I started playing when I was four and I played every, ever since. Every day after school in the weight room or on the baseball field. All of that hard work, sweat, and tears for nothing. My senior year seemed to be the point of it all, and it was taken away from me. But I realized God didn't have me play baseball and work so hard just for a single season. Having the opportunity to play baseball with that kid is a good enough reason for me. Just like the disciples on the boat, I was on that trip at that moment, at that place for a reason. We were both there to make a difference in someone's life. We learned from their actions and can hold that with us for the rest of our lives. To all the graduates, we know it might not look the same this year, but we have to take a step back and know that God has the whole world in his hands. I've had the opportunity to do the children's moment at the 11 o'clock service for over a year now, 
and as one of the ways that I've grown in my faith because those kids are so curious. They keep me on my toes asking challenging questions that I'm not prepared for in front of the congregation. But every week I tell them that God loves them, that he is beside them, he is helping them. I tell them to share and to treat their neighbors as themselves and share with their friends. But it's time for us to learn something from them, to ask questions, to never stop, to love people no matter what, to be thankful and to be excited to learn more like children are, to ask for help when we need it and when we are scared to find people to comfort us and to be curious and never stop asking questions when we are confused, to try and understand our doubts. These kids have some of the strongest faith and we need to listen and take notes of what, are we, what we are telling them. We need to act and remember that we are all children of God and we will always be children of God. I like to share that we all have a security blanket or going with the water theme, a life jacket that we can hold with us no matter what happens, no matter what storm we are going through, we have these things. So number one is that we are children of God. Number two, we are created in God's image. And number three, we will inherit the kingdom of heaven for eternity. Number one, we are children of God. Number two, we are created in God's image. And number three, we will inherit the kingdom of heaven for eternity. So let's take a step back again. God has the whole world in his hands. We are children of God created in his image, and we will one day live with him forever. We are on God's time. There is no such thing as a coincidence, rather a God incident. There will be opportunities in our lives to share the gospel, and we are put in those situations for a reason. No matter what storm we are going through, he is walking through whatever is necessary to get to us. Whether it's walking on water through a storm or the walls that we build up or our temptation or our doubts, no matter what the situation we are in after we graduate or any point in our life, he is there immediately with his arm reaching out to catch us when we fall, saying, I love you so much, and there is nothing that you can do about it. And one way that we can show that love is through our ASP fundraiser in honor of the class of 2020. So head to the Stony Brook Church, stonybrook.church website and click on the Give button after this video. <laughs> 